0: Welcome to Meet the Developer at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome our guests this evening? Soundwave founder and CEO, Brendan O'Driscoll, and Soundwave enthusiast, the one and only, Stephen Fry. Hello. Come on, guys. Hello. Especially all those people who took the trouble to queue long enough to come and sit in the front row. (laughs) Thank you. Um, This is Brendan, he's the hero of the evening, and his app is the hero of the evening. I've known about it for a little while, I've known him for a little while, it's purely coincidental. Um, A few years ago, he was at Trinity College Dublin, and he paid me the extreme honour, he and his uh, philosophical society, paid me the extreme honour of making me a, what was it exactly? A um, something. Yeah, you, you, there was an you, award. There was yeah. an award involved. Uh, th- they had mistaken me for Hugh Laurie quite clearly because <laughs> they gave it to him this year. Uh, so um, uh, that's how I met Brendan and uh, it was clear as a member of the Philosophical Society of Trinity College Dublin which is after all the educational establishment that gave us Oscar Wilde that um, he was an intelligent fellow and we chatted and got along very well and I heard from him about oh, six months ago yep. can't be m- much more than that and he told me about an app that he and a friend of his were developing called Soundwave. And my first thought was, well, that can't be possible. There must be an app called Soundwave already. It's the most obvious name for an app I've ever heard. But it didn't exist. And then I thought, well, what does it do? Is it music type thing? And he said, yes. And it's geolocation and sort of thing? And he said, yes. And I thought, haven't we got enough music apps? Haven't we got enough geolocation apps? What's the USP, as people say? So we met at a cafe in London, and he showed it to me, and I have to say I was boggled. So now I'm going to ask you. You've got your um, uh, iPhone hooked up. I hope to the um, uh, to, to a bit of um, uh, uh, streaming there. Uh, I will ask you very basic questions about mm. it. Firstly, um, it, it's
1: not an app that itself plays music. No. It notices the music you play. It does. So there's a there's a lot of Music player apps uh, that we all know about, Spotify and Audio, and there's the regular music player as well. But what we've done, I suppose that's different, is we have built an app that sits above all of the music apps uh, in terms of all the different players. And what the app does is it allows you to see the songs that your friends are playing uh, and the songs that are playing in particular locations, and it can kind of quite cleverly I suppose take the songs that you play on your regular music player and on streaming services uh, like Pandora or audio or Spotify as well. Uh, so you can really adapt the app to, to your preference, follow your people with your players and your music and your locations.
0: So th- th- those of you who might be devs or, or CTOs of companies in, uh, in the audience may be thinking this isn't actually possible without breaking Apple's rules. How can you follow what another phone near you is doing?
1: Yeah. It's against the rules. So, what? Yeah, so we, that was a big challenge. Everybody, uh, Everybody we talked to when we said we were going to do this said it's not possible. And if it is possible, then Apple won't like it. Because all the APIs are sandboxed it, it, very much separately. Yeah, yeah. so the, so the iPhone apps, they, they, uh, they don't like talking to each other. Right? No. Apple don't allow or like people le- uh, making apps talk right. to each other. So
0: example, a very good British um, development company, if you're an Android user, is say SwiftKey, mm. uh, who have probably the most popular keyboard app for users of Android phones. But that wouldn't be allowed. Exactly. Uh, Because uh, Apple keeps control of its keyboard. It doesn't want anyone messing around with the API. Uh, Some people regard that as being overzealous. Others regard it as being one of the reasons why we trust the smooth, pure, repeatable experience of an Apple phone. It's an argument that will never die. Mm. But anyway, pick the story up.
1: Yeah, so we, uh, we came up with this solution that we thought, hey, you know, this is maybe a little bit different than the techniques others have employed before and we wanted to go and make sure that we had permission to do this so eddie eddie is the head of itunes i think he's second or third maybe an apple uh really chanced our arm uh, and shot him an email five sentences this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it uh and i just wanted to give you the heads up and this is what we've done because we're going to be submitting it and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, and as a result of that then it kind of snowballed and Eddie forwarded the email on and, and down through the various different parts of apple and, and which is every dev's dream yeah. is, is to have come up with an idea that not only is good and works but that gets a
0: couple like, uh, a company like apple incredibly excited yeah uh, and it pushes uh, all the boundaries of their device yep yeah, exactly um, and yet they see in it something very good and something compatible yeah. with the nature of the device
1: exactly so myself and, and Aiden our our CTO we we flew over and uh, we walked into to apple's offices and it was that in itself was an amazing it experience it is i've been it's, there, yeah. it's like it's charlie and you're in the chocolate yeah. factory yeah so you're on the ground floor and there's no uh no signage or no anything kind of to to signify that it's the apple's apple's offices and you you go up to, to uh two floors in the lift and the door is just open and it's just it's like you said, Charlie, in the chocolate factory. There's a, a coffee machine that you press uh, 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 with an iPad. So you hit what type of coffee you want on your <laughs> iPad, and the coffee comes down. And then you check in with the other iPad and type yeah, who you're meeting. Exactly. And yeah, it's a really that in itself was a great experience. And we were drinking our coffee in, out of our our Apple mugs with the Apple logo, <laughs> and we were trying to figure out could we put a put a mug in our bag without anybody noticing, because we thought it'd be a, <laughs> a nice souvenir. Um, but yeah, we showed the app to the guys, and and they were. You know, really bemused by it because they thought, "Hey, this isn't—you know, this shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed." And then they looked through the way we were doing it, and they thought, "Okay, this is quite smart, actually." What really
0: astonishing. I mean, we don't get too technical about it, but you, 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 your CTO—we should g- uh, g- give the credit to yeah. who's here, probably being very shy, giving away there. Yeah. Um, found a way of doing something that the actual inventors of the iPhone did not think was possible uh, without, you know, jailbreaking it or, yeah. or, or doing something. Uh, against the, in, as it were, the, the house rules of the software development. Exactly. Cage. So, so um. we were
1: on a, we were on a bit of a roll with our our cold emails. Uh, we cold emailed yeah. you, and you uh, <laughs> we we cold emailed Eddie Q. And then we thought, you know, heck, why not? Uh, so I added um, I added Steve Wozniak on LinkedIn yeah. uh, to see if he would accept, uh, and he did. So I wrote him an email, and uh, I said, you know, we, we're doing this thing, and and uh, we think it's really interesting, and. I know you're a fan of emerging technology, and we'd love to show it to you as well. Um, He's also a big music fan. A big music um, fan, yeah.
0: Obviously, the other founder of Apple Computers, if you didn't know, was um, as he is known. Steve yeah. Wozniak.
1: Yeah, so we we yeah. actually met him in in Derry, in London, in London Derry, in. Uh, in about a month ago if and you irish you have to say Derry, and then london
0: dairy. yeah just so you don't get shot exactly <laughs> play to the yeah play it safe
1: exactly <laughs> um so we uh yeah we met up with him and as i was shaking his hand he said hey you know fantastic to meet you and uh, i just want to let you know now that I'm, I'm i'm such a busy person that i i have i have no time to look at beta versions of an app let alone a, a full version of an app and i, I do apologize sincerely and I said, "That's absolutely no problem, Steve. Um, as it happens, I have the app on my phone here, and I'm just have been playing around with it. If you want to take a look, and after about three minutes of of, of him playing with the app, he was demanding uh, a, a copy for his for his phone as well. And uh, he was one of our, our kind of very early guys on the app, and he yeah. was." I mean, he's racked up an impressive amount of song plays, I think s- 700 song plays or something. God
0: bless you for y- not using Test Flight as well. Yeah. The bane of my life if any of you out there are, are beta testers or beta testers. If, uh, anyway, that's an irrelevant thing. So, anyway, talking is easy. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. sort of described it, but yep. fortunately, we it's have in front of us the, uh, the media which will allow us
1: to take, you, take us through some of the features. Absolutely. Um, um, so let's see, um, so yeah, as you can see, uh, this is our... We're assuming that's coming out. Yep, yeah, there it is. this yeah. is our app here. So I suppose on a very, very high level, what we have on the first screen is the uh, is the activity feed. And this is an activity of all the songs that people have been uh, listening to on all the different devices. So you can see here, Shane Cullity listened to uh, to the Go team 57 seconds ago on an Android device, and Andrew Selfridge was listening to... Uh, are these people you know and have yeah, followed yeah these are the people that i am following yeah you yeah. can't
0: you can't listen in on somebody's music yeah so it's, it's, whom it's you don't know it's a li- that would obviously be intrusive and wrong it's a you little might bit fine <laughs> that you know that um, uh, I don't know, George Osborne listens to Andre Ria or something, yeah. in which case he would have to be taken into a mental establishment. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit like Twitter. So on Twitter you can follow uh, the various different people that you're interested in yeah. see see what they're talking about. On Soundwave you can follow the various different people you're interested in and see what songs they're playing. So Shane Cullody would be a friend of mine. He's, he's just listened to, to the national... And uh, what I can do is I can, I can kind of get a clip of, uh, of of that song, and I can yeah. kind of get a little bit of a taster of it. Can uh, you get information about it? Yeah, so I can I can click into that song then. And what we've done is we've connected up with uh, a bunch of different services like uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. So straight away, Shane just listened to that song 57 seconds ago. But now I'm I'm looking at the uh, the YouTube video for it. Um, I can I can stream it on on SoundCloud, and I can I can purchase it as well. You know, so there's a uh, there's a, I, can, I can really tap into that into that song and see, see a lot more about it. so um, that's a
0: useful thing you can do, and of course, Twitter, as many of you will know, produced a Twitter music app which hoped to do the same thing yeah uh, it's a standalone app, yep, I think even Twitter would admit it's been a bit of a disaster.
1: Yeah, well the, the big thing that we've done, I suppose, is that uh, you don't have to do anything to manually tag that's the point. Or, yeah yeah so it's some,
0: through your magic you have. You, you don't
1: you don't fire up mm-hmm. Soundwave in order to play your music. Exactly. So we're neither a player, so you don't you don't have to, as, as Stephen said, open up the app and play your music through our app. But you also don't need to open up our app and type in what you've listened to or manually tag what you've listened to. And I suppose for, for people on the go, that's an, another step removed that they can just you know have this app on their phone and it's seamlessly sharing. Yeah. Uh, the, these songs to, to their friends and to to the people that they're interested in, you know? Absolutely. Um,
0: so now you've got, there's a map feature, which is quite unique and very interesting.
1: Y- yeah, There's two, so there's two main aspects to the app. The first was the socia- social element that I was just showing there, where you can follow people you're interested in and your friends and see what they're listening to, and you can use the work that they've done in finding new music to, to, to yeah. then find it yourself. But there's a second part, which has been uh, getting a little bit of attention as well, and it's just, I suppose, for the just kind of, it's a fun, kind of engaging experience, and it's it's called the Music Map. So here we have it here in in front of me now, and what I can do is I can just hit this draw button uh, on a map anywhere in the world, draw a circle around that uh, around that area, and it pops back in real time the songs that are playing uh, in that area. So I can get an instant kind of, and of overview. Of you can
0: double-click to zoom. Yes, yeah, so so you, you can. You can you can zoom in right in, and street. you can
1: exactly you can you can zoom in and see you know what songs people are listening to, and you can. Uh, you can uh, you can flip the charts as well. So I've I've kind of captured this area here around central London, and I can flip that now, and I can see a stream of the latest played songs, and, and I can start I can start all f- playing those songs. Two bloody fighters, is it? Uh, no, oh no, not no yeah. there, no, <laughs> uh, no Andre Rieu either. <laughs> uh, we got some Codaline Coda line there, a good Irish band, and oh that's good. Yeah, so you can I, see. I, uh,
0: I was trying it out this afternoon. I don't know if you were following me, but I was trying, of course, as everyone always does with music, to show how eclectic one's taste is. So. Aside from Glenn Gould playing Bach and a lot of Wagner, which people might expect from me, I was playing Gretchen Wilson, red woman, and uh, <laughs> some bluegrass and uh, stuff like that. And, uh, and you, it's actually fascinating to watch people. Mm. And it, makes you, it inspires you with new things to listen to. Yeah, Especially with someone you actually respect, someone who does follow music and is very passionate about it. And it might yeah. be a kind of music you're not passionate about. And I've always said... That Google, have, the Google idea, uh, not Google, the Amazon idea, if you liked this book, you'll like this one. Someone should come up with the opposite. If you like this book, then this book is almost the opposite of the kind of book you would ever dream of reading. So we suggest you read it. Because yeah. I, I would love people to send me exactly the kind of music they think I wouldn't like. Mm. And, that's and to discover whether I would,
1: Didn't yeah, you think that would be fun. And that's so something you, you can do within the app. Exactly, you can, you you can, can share. So I can go yeah. to, uh, I, you know, go to my profile, and I can go to uh, the songs that people have been sharing with me. So these are the songs that people think I should be listening to. You know, so, uh, so Ma- Manus Men thinks I should be listening to uh, the piano guys, and I can instantly go in there, uh, wake up in the morning, and see the songs that people have recommended oh, I listen to. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can share manually. Is share the Michael in the movie soundtrack. You mean? Piano, uh, you the piano. This is the piano guys. Oh, the piano guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, how so I. someone's got the uh, Adon thinks I should listen to uh, to the Lumineers, so I can go in each morning and right. and kind of see the songs that people I follow and people that, that are following me think yeah. I should I should listen to, you know. But going going back to the to the map, one thing that's quite cool in terms of. Uh, a use case for it is if I was into say hip hop music I could go to Brooklyn New York you know I could zoom all the way out yeah. and go over to go over to the states and uh, and s- instantly see you know the top played songs coming out of that area you know so that again is a, is kind of a, an engaging idea, and it works everywhere from uh, from like a country to a city to a street, all the way down to a building. So we right were, down we to were, the building,
0: yeah, you can see this particular tag. Yeah. Like so
1: we were back backstage there, and people were talking about some of the Apple guys were saying that they were drawing circles around Apple HQ and seeing the top plate yes. songs coming out coming out of Apple. Which for is the, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So and of
0: course, in London, you could do you could do it around Soho. Mm. And let's face it, you'd be getting quite a lot of Aber and Donna Summer. Yeah. And, uh, and you could do it in Camden, and it would be a lot hipper and yeah. a lot less camp, frankly. Yeah. But that leads me to the fact that this is obviously w- will have unforeseen consequences, as all great apps do. I remember when Twitter first arrived, and it seemed like the name said, Twitter, you just, you know, facile, trivial, I had this for breakfast. It was about five years ago, a studio executive said to me in, in, in L.A., as you probably know, um, all movies in America open on a Friday. Mm. And then the, they, the last screening on Sunday is the weekend gross um, all over America. And how much a, a movie grosses in its opening weekend determines everything about it. Mm-hmm. It determines how you value the star, the director you can calculate almost to within a decimal point how much money it's going to make on the basis of Blu-rays and, and, and of course, now downloads, Netflix, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And about five years ago, they discovered that by looking at Twitter traffic, they could see whether people were going to see films. And then two years later, they even managed to put in an algorithm that analyzed the Twitter traffic to determine whether people w- were being sarcastic. <laughs> so they said, oh, sure, yeah, I'm going to see that film. Now, you see... You might go, sure, yeah, I'm going to see that film. But if you look at someone's previous tweets and then analyse the tweets that come after, you get a better chance of knowing that, actually, of course they're not going to see that yeah, film. Yeah. That's the opposite. <laughs> so you can then... You may say, why does this matter? Well, it matters because, in Hollywood terms, PA, prints and advertising, are hugely expensive, although it's not actually prints now, of course, it's uh, pixels. But, but um, it means that you can look on a Wednesday before the Friday and see that it's pointless putting TV ads on in Cincinnati, but that it's a really good idea to put them on in Philadelphia, because Philadelphia uh, is going to come a lot anyway, or it may need more people to come. Mm. Or you can show it in fewer screens and therefore save money in a place where nobody's interested. And so you maximize your profit. So now with this, yeah. A&R people are going to look at this and go, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah so there's two there's two things there definitely the the first that you you touched on is you know the it's the real time understanding of what's happening and real time reacting yeah. to that so just like you're saying the music industry can decide where to spend and where to yeah. we can uh, we can pretty much do the same thing for the music industry so right now they 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 they're suffering a lot because a people are downloading music illegally quite but even if they are purchasing music, uh, that's kind of where the buck stops in terms of analytics. So they can see you purchased a song, but But they have no idea if you listen to it, if you listen to it every day, if you listen to it on repeat, if it's a top-rate song, where you are, you know. But obviously
0: everyone here will say, but but you're not saying that the blue tag that comes up on the map that Mm -hmm. shows what someone Mm -hmm. is playing Mm -hmm. in Argyle Street around the corner it tells you nothing else about them. No. There is no exactly. way through. Yeah. So that's important. There's no way you can hack into no. that.
1: No, no, and that's important. And that's, that's something we worked on an awful lot with some really uh, early beta testers and made sure yeah. everybody was very comfortable with uh, with this idea so that, you know, none of your personal information, not your name, not anything else is on yeah. the, the location-based stuff. But what it allows the industry to do, or will hopefully down the line, our plan is that we can really show in real time what people are listening to and allow the music industry then to take that information and, and, and you know, Do I have to say, if you
0: happen to notice someone walking around the whole of Hyde Park for an hour and a half listening to the first act of Tristan and Isolde, it will be me. But but pressing it won't tell you that it'll be me. Nobody Um, else does that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Does does it
0: count for audio books as well? Yeah,
1: uh, so that's where we right. want to move into next is you know like uh, podcasting and and other other and type podcasting. of ex- expansions of yeah. that. One one of the other areas that I think is really interesting for the music industry is is A and R. So finding new bands. Yes. So we it's can we can find and uh, essentially break new bands coming off of our off of our data, seeing that overnight you know there was this band that nobody was listening to. And then all of a sudden, six hours later, there were you know thousands of people, and then hundreds of thousands. And we can we can monitor that in real time. Are you keeping
0: that an- an- those analytics to yourself? Or are you selling them to the music business?
1: So for our, our our ourself, I mean, we're we're ultimately now just focused on building building this app and building yeah. it out to be as as the good as it can The monetizing can come when it comes. Yeah, exactly. That, the yeah, yeah. Is enthusiasm for and yeah, exactly getting it out there. Just just really want to focus on on building the best app first for the for for the for the app users. Yeah. Uh, and then going from there and seeing what can happen. But there is a lot of potential, exciting potential, about what we could potentially do with understanding this real-time data.
0: So yes. I know Apple itself feels some people think that they've destroyed music through w- with the changes that came with the arrival first of the iPod and yeah. the iTunes Store, and other people think they saved it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was inevitable ever mm. since that German... Guy whose name I've forgotten invented MP3, but there would have been an, you know, someone else would have yeah. done it. Vogue Orbis, some sort of form would have come out. Music was going to go digital, it was always mm. going to happen. Uh, the, the thing that astonishes mm. me, it's just almost beyond belief, and I don't want to name names t- too strictly, but uh, when you think back to 2000 and Griff, uh, there was a company that lived next door to Toshiba, and when Joel. Engineer, Steve Jobs' engineer at Apple went to pay a courtesy call to Toshiba, who made the hard drives for all almost all laptops and still do, I think. Um, they said to him, we made this very small, very, very small hard, hard drive. We don't know what to do with it. And just six months ago, Steve Jobs had said to Joel, I, 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 want, I want a music player. I want it yay big. And Joel had said, it's not possible. <laughs> he said, well, you get five songs on it. Um, or you have a big compact flash card, you know, with it maybe 10 megabyte one would get that many songs on it. He said, I don't want a card on it, I want a hard drive. He said, no such thing. So he literally had dinner with Jeeves that, uh, with the <laughs> with Steve Jobs that night, uh, as he happened to be in Japan too, and said, Steve, if, if I ask you to cut me a check for 50, do- $50 million, will you do it? Steve said, is it important? <laughs> he said, yes. He said, okay. And he, from his personal account, he just gave him $50, 50 million. Dollars next day, Gerald went to Toshiba and said, um, these little things, can you get them a production line? Said, yeah, it's not too difficult. they be, be scaling down, yeah, we can do it. How many, how many can you make within the next eight months? Oh, maybe 200,000. So make half a million. Can you make half a million for us by then? Here's $50 million. That's a start. Are you serious? What do you want them for? <laughs> ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, So the rest, as it were, is history. When you think about it, next door to Shimo was Sony. Sony was a company that had the Walkman. It had a brand associated with music. It had a music label. It had a film label. It was trusted. It was Japanese. It missed every single bus that went. It's incredible. Mm. But Apple of course now, have Apple Music festivals and they try and, as it were, put back for PR reasons, whether one wants to be cynical about it or not, or simply because a lot of Apple people love music as a lot of people around the world do. But in other words, they are very much in the business of encouraging live new music. And do you think that's one of the reasons they're keen on this app?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was the first thing that they said to us. was great. You actually, you know, you've got strong kind of music app here, It's a, and it's an, a space that they're really excited about, as you said. So the fact that we can shine the light back on music, and in particular, for some reason, it's really r- started to resonate with people that were actually bringing a lot of focus and uh, emphasis back onto the album artwork of music yeah. as well. And that's that's something that people have, have kind of latched onto because I think one of the issues with the digital space and, and MP3s was that kind of a... the. the the value of a of a song it kind of decreased as yes. they were being traded around and you know just they were just essentially file names as opposed to these beautiful yeah. uh, pieces of artwork with yeah. vinyl like they they used to be. Absolutely so, right. So that's uh, that's literally the first thing that that Steve Wozniak was saying is wow there's a really strong emphasis on on the beautiful artwork and as there should be because that's such a strong part of the is, music is, is you know true. the the nicer packaging
0: and it's a, it's. Number one up there on the Apple Store UK is that also true in America? Yeah,
1: so we got we were featured by Apple uh, Editor's Choice, which was amazing. Uh, I think we were the first Irish company ever to Yay. to do that, which was uh, a nice, a, a good moment. Um, uh, so yeah, no, that was great. And then we were in. Uh, New and noteworthy as well, which is kind of a, d- a separate section as well in the, yes, in the of app course, store. An and one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just been amazing to to watch it. Uh, and you don't see any trouble
0: in rolling it out into different count- countries and cultures.
1: No, well, Craig, Craig, one of our our, our other founders, he had this uh, amazing map that he showed us. He actually took, uh, uh, put, a, made a tweet out of it. But it's uh, a map that showed after twenty four hours all the countries that. Uh, that the app had touched, you know, all the places, Already. and it was, it was, it was not like 90 something percent of, of countries. It was insane, you know. There's people in God. North Korea and South uh, Korea, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, funnily enough, there was actually the the only song that had been played in North Korea was uh, Leonard Skinner, uh Free uh, Free Bird. So we <laughs> thought that was that was uh, that was an interesting one. Um, yeah, so just watching that after 24 hours, we were sitting in, a, in an office above a laundrette opposite a pub in the middle of Dublin, and there's somebody in North Korea that in under 24 hours has our yeah. app and is using our app. It's amazing to think how that spread well, so I, fast. I, I
0: live in central London, and you've, you kindly gave me a beta version some, some months ago, and I've since downloaded the proper version. It's free anyway, so yep. it's, it's not a, a, a big deal. Um, uh, b- and I've for weeks been playing the game of d- drawing the circle mm. seeing the hundreds and hundreds of people, um, and giving myself five points every time someone's playing a band I've heard of. Yeah, I think I've got up to fifteen now. That's I'm good. Yeah. Doing really well. <laughs> well. That's the that's
1: the thing is you're discovering <laughs> new new, <laughs> I, I new music. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> no, it is superb. It's obviously geared towards the younger music, you know, market. Mm. It's, uh, but that's not to say you don't. I'm kidding, really. You see, you see people playing Pink Floyd and the Beatles. Yeah. Obviously, you see people playing classical music and jazz, yep. swing music, anything t- song song track. I deliberately played Hasadiga from uh, from the Book of Mormon because it is the funniest song. <laughs> ever written. So if you got or plan to download Sandwave and you want to follow me and under my own name, uh, you may see that I've played Hasadiga Ibuwai. And if you've not heard it before, I swear to you it is the funniest song you have ever heard. And it will make you want to get a ticket for the book of Mormon. Even more, I have no shares in it. i just yeah. like to spread information. We've probably got time for some questions. Though. We've probably chatted for 20 minutes. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yes, there's a
1: That's good question. Yeah. yeah Can so it be used on any platform? Yeah. Plat- so we, we spend an awful lot of time uh, making sure that we build for both Android and for iPhone. Um, so yeah, we're really, really, I think just proud of, proud of, what we've done is we've we pushed it out on Android and iPhone and in 14 languages. On oh, the same all, day. So it's yeah, all, today. On, all on the oh. same day, and you know, uh, as a kind of a v a version one of a product that's that's covering an awful big space. So I mean, we can look at other platforms as well, but for now, Android and iPhone. So I guess
0: are, Windows and BlackBerry will probably be. On your case, pretty soon. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. As,
1: as someone said, do you support vinyl? Uh, and I was saying no. And then somebody else asked, do you support Windows? And I said, I think we're going to support vinyl plays before we support the Windows phone. <laughs> oh dear, dear. But, uh, but yeah. Poor old Microsoft. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 <What>? <laughs> do you remember, I remember Barry Humphreys saying, or as Dame Edna years ago, and, and, but not that long ago, but it, it, it never occurred to me why I'd never thought. She said, Why is it whenever I hear the word Microsoft, I think of my husband, Norm? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty good joke. (laughs) Anyway, uh, anybody else want to raise a hand? PC event. There's a guy there. Someone's going to pass through the microphone so we can all hear. Oh, you've got one. Yeah. Um, So, as young developers ourselves, we were wondering when you got started developing and
1: also how. Yeah, great question. Um, So, we went through um, an accelerator program. Uh, that really helped us in, in in what we were doing, so I mean that was great for us. it gave us a lot of structure and a lot of support and Aiden our our, our cTO had been been coding for for a long long time uh, beforehand as well he picked up you know all, all his uh, all his skills tr- through his years in college you know so um, you know obviously starting in college and then moving into uh, into you know, exciting bigger companies and then ultimately ending up in the accelerator with our own idea and having those kind of supports and mentors uh, was huge so we were in uh, the NDRC Launchpad Accelerator. It's the, it's the biggest and best kind of uh, accelerator in Ireland and for us it was, it, was, it was amazing.
0: It's worth pointing out I think that uh, Ireland much as they did with film and writing about 20 years ago if you were a writer and you went to take up residence in Ireland you didn't pay income tax. Sounds incredible but it was true. Ireland wanted to attract writers and similarly the uh, film credits in Ireland became astounding and when three years ago Ireland was in the deepest doo-doo and the uh, because of the euro, um, unlike many countries, I mean, of course, it did take drastic decisions that, uh, you know, made life very difficult for uh, Irish people, quite considerably, in education and so on, but it also thought of imaginative things, and one of the things it thought of was to, I- to attract uh, the digital sector. Mm. Google's headquarters in Europe, essentially, yeah. are the Irish headquarters, yeah. um, and if you wanted as you probably know, developing a, an app these days is, is not a cheap experience. Uh, you need someone like an Aiden. You need a CTO. You need a, uh, someone with a technological, a fierce, brilliant, mathematical mind to do the actual algor- algorithms and the real, thi- the hard coding. But you also need someone like Brendan, who can, who can infuse, who can sell, not in a cheap way, but who actually under- understands and is able to be the face of the app, if you like. And uh, I think um, any, uh, we all hear of so many different things, but if any of you feel like putting pressure on the government to to uh, to realize that in the same way that you get tax credits on making movies in England, maybe it 's time we thought about tax credits on silicon roundabout and silicon fan and all the other things uh, um, because the french and, and others are beginning to do it in a big way, as we know with gaming and other other such uh, industries that which we, we used to lead in and uh, the younger generation in this country are so extraordinarily talented and passionate about the technology and the creatives and the, all the other aspects
1: that go with it. That
0: They need all the encouragement that the Irish government has given you, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a fantastic ecosystem has been built up in the last three or four years with accelerators and, and incubators and, and government supports and grants. So yeah. there's really all the... All the tools you need, uh, and and there's you know agencies like Enterprise Ireland, obviously, are are giving yeah. massive support to the to the ecosystem as well. So That's fantastic, yeah, no, it's amazing. Lucky bastard. Yes. <laughs> Anybody else? As a, uh, a guy he
0: happens to be next to the microphone, conveniently.
1: Um, I was wondering if there's plans on your roadmap to make uh, the the data that you have, if you were a kind of a, a publisher or someone who wanted to display what they were listening to on on their personal website or yeah. blog or any, anything like that down the line. With yeah, definitely. With so that we've, kind of we've had a lot of interest already in, in, in an external API, so allowing people to plug into our technology and do, do fun and interesting things with that. And we've had everybody from um, bands that want to make their own official apps and kind of have a community section that's showing what the, the fans of, of that band listen to all the way. Uh, we've, had, uh, we've had radio stations that want to uh, use the data for their, for their official apps and um, we've had, you know, all, all sorts of different types of consumer apps as well, especially over in the States that really, really want to you know, use this data as well. So we're really excited about opening that up and just seeing what, you know, what other people can do with the, with the data as well. We've had one guy already, actually. He, uh, he, 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 he linked up, uh, tw- 24 hours after we launched, he linked up Soundwave with Twitter, with Spotify. And he, he created a, a Twitter account for his house. And he encouraged people to discover music on Soundwave uh, tweet the name of the song on Twitter, and then he built a little script that would then automatically push it to Spotify to his house and start playing the song. So you could, uh, you know, you could you could share songs, and they would actually literally start playing in his house as as you share them, and, and that was all through Soundwave to Twitter to to Spotify. And that was that's quite cool.
0: That's partly part the thing is, to, excuse me, partly the thing is to explain the difference between, say, the average person who has a Facebook account that might be linked. To their Spotify account, Mm -hmm. so that you learn the um, fascinating fact that X, Y, friend on FB happens to be listening to X or Y. But that's
1: sort of it, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Whereas yours, A, it's roaming the world. Yeah. Uh, So it opens up. It opens up a lot more. Makes a much kind of deeper experience of it. You go, you go in. You can listen to the song. You can look at the video. You can share it. You can save it to yourself for later. You know, we're we're looking at doing some really interesting things as well where. You can you know export playlists, or you can sign in with different players and and you know, use it eventually yeah. as a player as well. So, so, a, so a,
0: a particular and particular artists could build their own channels as it were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. yeah. um, actually trying what last Last FM have been trying
1: to do. Yeah, that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is, is I suppose one of the things we're, we're proud of is Last of has been trying for a long time uh, to build an iPhone version, uh, yeah. and they're the closest workaround they have is is uh, it's a music app or sorry, a music player. Within their app, so if you want your yeah. songs to count, then you need to go into their app instead of the iPhone app yeah. and play your songs through that. Which is, it's and a, is, a there big any, is
0: there any? No, is there
1: no? So if I'm playing something through
0: SoundWave, will mm. it through all? Uh, I'm sorry, through um, um, the Orange one,
1: uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah.
0: If I'm playing something through SoundCloud, that. That registers with you.
1: Yes, yeah, so we, we, we're, we're picking them off one by one. So We started with the hardest, which was the native or the regular player, yes, the iPod. Then we opened up to Spotify, and, and we've got audio in there now as well. And on internal bills, we've got all sorts of... Uh, Pandora. Yeah, Pandora, A-Tracks, uh, yes. you know, pretty much every, every player. One of the biggest ones, which you know, will be quite interesting for us, is we, we, have, uh, we have YouTube pulling as well. And if you play a video of a cat... Falling off a chair, it won't turn up in your feed. But if you then play a music video, it will turn up in your feed. So we can pull the, the music, clever. the music from YouTube as well. Yeah, so that is was that, because that was YouTube. That was one from Brian, our, our, metadata, our iOS developer. Is the metadata
0: on YouTube films that tells you that, or is it that you just somehow worked out how to do it? Uh, we out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the time for two more questions. Um, so, anybody? Are oh, someone yeah. over there? Yeah. Hello. I'm a radio reporter from St. Petersburg, Russia. So okay. I'm just fu- I've just carried out a research and found out what uh, the people in St. Petersburg are listening Excellent. to now. Brilliant. Very and cool. in Mongolia and in China as well. So it does work. Thank, that's thank you.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And the question is, uh, what about commercials? Uh, are there any thoughts to? commercialize uh, this app for example to sell the first uh, the first song in the list or something like that
1: yeah so I mean for for right now in terms of as as a business um, we're synced in with iTunes so if somebody discovers a song they can purchase that song through our app and then we just get a small bit of of kickback for kind of organising or facilitating the sale or pointing them towards iTunes. Uh, down the line, I think there's all sorts of interesting potential what we can do with the data and, and giving the data to the to radio stations, the bands, band managers, music agents, labels, uh, consumer brands as well. is another one we think is really exciting. So if you imagine there's a there's a, a Coca-Cola TV ad and they're going to have it in London, and they're going to have another one in Dublin. They can check on the day what's that song in Dublin that's you know, trending the most and attach that to the Dublin version, and at the same time, on the exact same day, they can figure out what's the song in London that's trending the most and attach that to the, to the London TV spot. So that kind of makes it real current and relevant and, and, and makes the brand look good in, by association. you
0: know? I, th- I think all these monetizing things are very good, but I, I, I get asked by... Pr- Brendan and, and others a lot, not not because I have any particular wisdom, but because I have been doing this for a very long time, or being interested in this for a very long time. I, mean, I say a very long time. It's almost exactly uh, eight years to the day that the no, hang on, five years to the day that the App Store opened. Only five years. Mm. So, uh, June June 2008. My phone came out. 2007, not till Britain, till September, mm. though I had one in June. And so I, I get, uh, you know, I grab seats in cafes with a lot of young people who, who have app ideas that they want to run past me or they want me to be an ambassador for or they want me to invest in. And I have done these things. Uh, And some of them have been successful, and some of them have been very unsuccessful. And I don't really do it in order to make money, but sometimes if people really just do need a little bit of extra money, I'm very happy to help. Um, But the one thing I can smell a mile away is greed. And if I sit down at a table with someone who thinks that the, the reason they're putting their app together is because they've sat down and tried to think of what people want, then forget it. The app comes from inside. It's whatever you love music, art, sport, it doesn't matter what it is. But if there's some particular thing that gives you pleasure, it it could be the drama, it could be opera, it it doesn't matter. It could be highbrow or the lowest lowbrow. It could be catching up on um, um, episodes of The Archers. It could be any bizarre thing. If it's just, and you have this sudden idea, why can't I do this? I'd really like to. Then you're onto something. But if you try and say, well, I want a little bit of, it's sort of got a little bit like Twittery, but only it's also a bit like Foursquare, and it's, oh, bugger off. It's going to fail, and it's going to fail because you're doing it for the wrong reason. And and the reason I was so immediately drawn to Brendan's idea was because I could see that he was doing it out of a passion for music and out of a passion for an excitement at what the app could do. You could see it in his smile. Must what slightly like Alistair Cook, the England cricket captain, <laughs> which is o- obviously a good thing to look like, we hope, this year. Um, so that, anyway, there, one more question. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was, just went on my personal rant, but it is so important, passion and uh, belief come from inside. Girl with the red hair, or gentleman, I can't tell. Sorry, pink. <laughs> sorry.
1: That's all right. Oh, uh, there's a big light in my face. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> forgiven. Um, first of all, Asadiga Iba White literally won the best songs in the whole world. I'm just wanted to agree with that. Glad just you agree. make sure everyone else looks for it. Um, in terms of the music that the app actually recognises, is it just the music that's recognised on um, iTunes or is it like. Um, any, everything that's on your phone. Like, for example, my little brother records a lot of his own music and it's not, not on iTunes or anything. But if if someone who I was following was listening to that, would it come up with what yeah. they were listening to or would it just... So it depends on it depends on the actual uh, song. So uh, each song has its its own uh, metadata associated with it. It's so if he's you know if he's typed in the artist name and the song name and, and you know has the associated uh, info or data for the song, then it will it will appear. Uh, one thing that we noticed uh, again when we were kind of running very early versions was we we had some bands using the app and they were uh, as you do they were listening to early versions of their own material when it was still in rough draft and rough cut. Uh, so we realised quickly, uh, very early on, that we ha- we there was a need for uh, a feature called guilty pleasures in the I settings. Like so you can uh, you can go in and you can sp- you can pause your syncing you for, for an hour. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. You you can listen to uh, what you need to listen to and then turn it back on again. And we were very <laughs> uh, careful that you can you know everybody wants to listen, t- have their time to listen to Barry Manilow or Britney Spears <laughs> or whatever it is. So so uh, yeah. So that that should should cover that.
0: Well, I I think, uh, sadly, all we've got time for is a bit of a quickie, because we've got to go on over there. So um, I just want to thank you all for coming along. along, uh, To recommend you download Soundwave. You've literally nothing to lose. I promise (laughs) you, it doesn't doesn't steal your data. And it will, I think, amuse and entertain you. And you'll find, as I have, that the longer you use it and the more you use it, the more fascinated you'll be by it. It also, let's be psychologically honest, all of us, when it comes to music, have a kind of pride, a kind of vanity. Very few people will say, I have the most appalling taste in music. They, they're just not likely to say that. Um, but most of us like, I wouldn't say to show off exactly, but if there's an extra element to when you're doing your walk with, with music, if there's the knowledge that some people will actually be aware that you're playing it, they won't know who you are, they'll just know where you are for a second, but you're walking along, um, unbel- very unlikely they'll tap you on the shoulder say, are you the guy playing, you know, whatever. Um, and so uh, that's a fascinating part of it. It might, uh, it might as, it w- as it were, kick oneself out of a, a habit of playing the same thing all the time mm. and being more eclectic in one's own taste. But you also it will definitely uh, enable you to learn more about the music that is being played by the millions of people that jostle this extraordinary city and the billions more around this extraordinary planet. And uh, in that sense, I think it's a unique and remarkable app. And Brendan and and his team are to be fully congratulated. And thank you, Apple, for hosting this.
1: Thanks very much, guys.